shit. <laughs> Didn't get her this time. No yawn gang, guys. I'm so, so sorry. Oh, did I let people down? No, I mean, I mean, really, I think I'm the only one that cares about that kind of shit. So. Okay. <laughs> All right, heathens. So, um, honey, are you ready for the Bible today? <laughs> I am ready. Okay. Well, I hope that you heathens out there are ready for the Bible today. I know I am. Uh, so today we're continuing in Isaiah where God, or well, Isaiah, whichever one you want to consider to be the one doing the shit here, um, has a lot to say, especially about the Messiah um, and some other things. Gets a little crazy. Um, you'll, you'll get all the innuendos today. So <laughs> if you don't remember last time, God just sort of pat Israel's head and reminded them what a special bitch they are. <laughs> then, uh, he told the people that uh, the people of Israel that, you know, there are going to be some motherfuckers out there that are really jealous, but don't worry because he's going to ghost them fools. He is also going to go home and God is also going to have a training montage to make Israel stronger. Isn't that nice? There's all a montage. A montage. Yeah. yeah. A training montage training is exactly mon- what they need. It is exactly what they need. I don't even know why you're Rocky belittling this. this bitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rocky. Uh, <laughs> Um, God then says, I'm all you need, baby. I'm the only one that will take care of you, bitch. So God then proclaims to them that idols ain't going to do shit. So close down your fucking Etsy shop, Israel. What? Yeah. Um, and then God complains about false prophets and how they're going to fuck up real bad and how Isaiah is really the only motherfucker around with their, with a direct line to God. Or the other ones that. Or maybe, the, yeah, I mean, the, uh, there are some un- random other names, like they don't really go into them all that well. But I mean, God just r- picks a random motherfucker and plays, you know, the ventriloquist with them or something. Accurate. Yeah. So uh, then God is going to put his quote unquote spirit on Jesus. And I'll leave that for you to interpret. (laughs) And, you know, Jesus, he doesn't bitch at all about anything because he's an obedient daddy's little boy. God then goes on a little bit of a rant about how he made Mother Earth go spread eagle while he talks about freeing the prisoners or something. Y'all, I think God fucked the earth. I feel like that's what's happening in 2020. (laughs) God then holds a pay-per-view event to announce his grand plan. I don't know why he's going to put it behind a paywall. Because that's how you do it. Yeah. Isaiah then dances around naked while he sucks God's asshole. (laughs) (laughs) And then as Isaiah is doing that, God talks about how he's got this really bad kidney stone that made him scream so loud it hurt his back. And then for some reason, he's going to turn on the light, buff out some rocks, and then lead a blind guy around the room for a little bit. I don't know. I don't know why you're looking at me like that. I mean, he's the one that's (laughs) buffing rocks while he's leading a blind guy around. You know, the games people play. Yeah. Then he tells Israel that they are just dumb as shit for not listening or seeing the shit that he's saying. But don't worry, 
God's here to help, though. Don't be afraid, baby. Even dumb bitches need God. The end. <laughs> I mean, don't don't worry, baby. Even dumb bitches need God. <laughs> gotcha. We're gonna have to go over this. Are we? Yeah. I mean, a little more. Yeah. It it felt pretty accurate to what we talked about beforehand. I mean, did it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're just gonna need to refine it a little bit. I mean, we definitely talked about buffing of rocks and the Isaiah dancing around naked and did did we? Yeah, we talked about Isaiah dancing around naked. Oh sure. Okay. Okay. What's up, heathens? How, How y'all doing? doing? So apparently, I, I got her. I got her. She did it right there. Right there. She yawned. Yawn gang. After the intro, it it, it took a it was a delayed reaction. Oh, I understand, yeah. honey. Okay, thank <laughs> thank you for understanding. Well, I mean, you always get over here and you just yawn constantly. I normally do. I normally do. it's like I'm fine, and then we get over here and we start to do the pre-show meeting, and I'm like, con like I yawn about twelve times. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, before that, like not even a yawn, like in the morning, like when she gets up out of bed. Oh, I mean. I, I don't function well in the morning. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't remember you yawning at all this morning, at least not when you got out here. Well, that's because I didn't come out here until, like, fucking 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, apparently we need to go over my shit, uh, well, the Bible shit, and clarify some things. So, honey, why don't you just take it from the top? Okay. Last time God told us that Israel was a special bitch. We know that. He did. He did. Um, last time we talked a lot. Then that was the first out of the 10 episodes of the restoration and Messiah part. Right. So this is the second. And we're going to start. Um, last time we finished on Isaiah 41.10. And this time we're going to start on Isaiah 41.11. Okay. Okay. Right. All who rage against you will surely be ashamed in disgrace. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. Though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing at all. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. Do not be afraid, you worm Jacob, little Israel. Do not fear, for I myself will help you, declares the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. See, I will make you into a threshing sledge, new and sharp, with many teeth. Okay. You know, I, I feel like God sucks his dick a lot. What? Well, I mean, like when in 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 all of these uh, chapters, you know, that we've been discussing. I mean, it, it especially with uh, Isaiah giving his prophecies and everything like that. Mm -hmm. It just seems like God is stroking his own ego a lot of the times. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot which portion of the video we're in <laughs> for the podcast. So, yeah, so he. He does um, talk a lot about himself. He does. Um, I just think the many teeth thing is, is weird, but here we go. You will thresh the mountains and crush them and reduce the hills to chaff. You will winnow them. The wind will pick them up and the gale will blow them away. But you will rejoice in the Lord and glory in the Holy One of Israel. So this section basically says, you don't have anything to fear, Israel. I'm here. But it's weird 
because he's fucked him up a lot and he talks about fucking him up in this you know it, today when we're going to talk about well yeah but don't be afraid right so <laughs> I, I feel like this is just more of god's bipolar nature yeah because um it, 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 this is common in abusive toxic relationships uh because he, he's sitting here and he's like i love you baby come on now it's okay i ain't gonna hurt you <laughs> as long as you do what i fucking say bitch but i ain't gonna hurt you baby <laughs> Kind of thing. I mean, that's exactly what it's what it's like. Sorry, yeah. sorry for being so crude there for a minute in this particular portion of the podcast. <laughs> okay, you ready? Um, so we now know there's nothing to fear, and the next section is about how uh, God is going to provide for the needs of Israel. The poor and needy search for water, but there is none. Their tongues are parched with thirst. But I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will make rivers flow on barren heights and springs within the valleys. I will turn the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into springs. I will put in the desert the cedar and the acacia, the myrtle and the olive. I will set junipers in the wasteland and fir and the cypress together, so that the people may see and know and may, and may consider... And understand that the hand of the Lord has done this, that the Holy One of Israel has created it. So again, all about God doing all the things. Yep, it's all about God. Remember, this is God's book. Yeah, it's weird hearing a little bit. Remember this section because he's like, I will make rivers flow and the desert into pools of water. And then just a little bit ahead here, he's going to dry everything up. So I'm, I'm not really sure. <laughs> Well, yeah, that, that, well, that's when I talk about God's bipolar nature in, in this particular section. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. On one hand, he's like, I'm going to fill everything up with water. And then, you know, he drinks a little bit more Bud Light and then he comes <laughs> back and he's like, oh, fuck it. I'm not going to try this some bitch up <laughs> kind of thing. I mean, he he's just all over the place. It's hard yeah. to gauge his attitude. It is. It is hard to gauge his attitude. Present your case, says the Lord. Set forth your arguments, says Jacob's king. Tell us, you idols, what is going to happen. Tell us what the former things were so that we may consider them and know their final outcome. Or declare to us the things to come and tell us what the future holds so that we may know that you are God's. Do something, whether good or bad, so that we will be dismayed and filled with fear. But you are less than nothing, and your works are utterly worthless. Whoever chooses you is detestable. So this section is basically a challenge to the idols um, that that other people worship. And basically saying, hey, you haven't told us anything that happened in the past. You can't tell us anything that happens in the future. You can't really do anything, good or bad. Um, and... I, I'm, I'm so that we will be dismayed and filled with fear is kind of <laughs> we want to be super scared of you. <laughs> I don't know. That seems weird. Um, but basically, it, it's a challenge to the idols and essentially to prove that they cannot provide for the Israelites. So they need to depend on God because the idols can't do it. And anyone who chooses the idols is going to have a problem. Yeah. Which I mean. Who fucking needs idols, right? I don't know. And, I mean, how odd would it be to have an idol of Baal? I mean, just a couple of testicles sitting up there and you got to pray to them every day or something? I don't think that's how that works. What? Mm -mm. Baal, I mean, he's represented by balls. I mean, why else would his name be Baal? Maybe he's just got one testicle because it's just Baal. It's not like it's balls. <laughs> 
<laughs> the funniest part about this is how serious you are. Like, <laughs> All right. So now we're going to talk about false prophets. I have stirred up one from the north and he comes one from the rising sun who calls on my name. He treads on rulers as if they were mortar, as if he were a potter treading the clay. Who told of this from the beginning so we could know or beforehand so we could say he was right? No one told of this. No one foretold it. No one heard any words from you. I was the first to tell Zion. Look, here they are. I gave to Jerusalem a messenger of good news. I look, but there is no one, no one among the gods to give counsel, no one to give answer when I ask for them. See, they are false. Their deeds amount to nothing. Their images are but wind and confusion. So again, there are a lot of false prophets, but they don't actually they don't matter. You're not supposed to listen to them, although it's kind of weird. I'm not really sure how they're supposed to gauge who is false and who is not. But well, I mean, it's pretty easy. Is it? If you're Isaiah, then you're not a false prophet. <laughs> well, yeah, but there are plenty of other prophets. In, yeah. You know, we've gone through other prophets already. Pro- well, I mean, probably vetted by Isaiah. I mean, you got to pay the dues. I mean, it's probably kind of like one of those kind of things. were prophets before Isaiah was alive. Well, no, I, I think Isaiah is talking about like contemporary prophets, not like past prophets and stuff yeah. like that, which honestly, it, it's kind of funny that because Isaiah here is complaining about false prophets when he's prophes- prophesizing. But then also Paul in the New Testament also warns of this exact same fucking thing that's happening. Yeah. You know, with other people teaching false gospels and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, it kind of seems like for an all-powerful God, he has a really horrible, like, press problem. Yeah, it's super confusing. You would think that he would have, like, a specific message and fucking stay on message. But he's like, no, I'm going to fuck all this up. And then I'm going to accuse you of not understanding it because you're blind and deaf and dumb. And (laughs) you know what I mean? Like he's going to he's going to be mad at people because they don't understand it. But then also tell you that you're not going to be able to understand it because Mm -hmm. that's what Jesus says. Jesus tells you you're not going to be able to understand this. Right. So. Well, and um, well, I think technically in I know in one of the particular gospels, uh, Jesus explains how to the outside world, all the parables and everything Mm -hmm. that he teaches is going to not be able to be understood. Like they're not going to understand it. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But to to those disciples or those uh, um, indoctrinated into the faith, they will understand it. So it's kind of. Of course. Well, yeah, this this plays into the whole mystery cult thing that uh, is Christianity is a mystery cult mm-hmm. um, but why didn't God issue DMCA takedowns for all these false fucking prophets out there <laughs> I, I I don't know what do you think like how how like now we get the DMCA things through you know YouTube you know mm-hmm. how do you think he would have delivered them back in the first century do you think he would have just shot out a brick and it hit him in the head it's like, no, he, oh, shit, I got another DMCA. <laughs> no, he would have lit a bush on fire and told somebody to fucking put it in stone. <laughs> <laughs> yep, actually, that's that's a better way. <laughs> okay. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out, 
In faithfulness, he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on the earth. In his teaching, the islands will put their hope. Yeah, so this is a prophecy of Jesus, uh, at least identified by Christians now. Yes. Um, and this is uh, Isaiah 42, 1 through 4, correct? Yes. Yeah. So um, this one has a lot of different pieces of information that's corroborated in uh, Matthew and John and Luke. No, just Matthew and John, it seems, uh, is where these are fulfilled. Um, but anyways, so uh, overall, these passages talk about how he's the servant. Uh, he's a faithful and patient redeemer. The mm-hmm. idea that he's going to come back and he's going to redeem mm-hmm. the Israelite people. Uh, and then it talks about him being meek and lowly. That's him not screaming out and everything to where he's not noticed in the streets or anything like that, which uh, kind of interesting when you consider the New Testament, because like, you know, I mean, it's prophesied that he's not going to be noticed, like, right up front. But he's kind of noticed. Well, I mean, in the Bible, in the Gospels, he's in definitely Gospels, no, noticed. Yeah. To, to Paul, though, it's not it's not concretely clear. But I, I do think that, that Paul doesn't even think that he was, like, here on Earth. That's just my personal opinion. But, um, well, it's backed up by scholarship and shit. So it, it's, it's a little more than just an opinion. But... Um, anyways, uh, in 42.3, he talks about how Jesus is going to bring hope for the hopeless, which he definitely does in the New Testament. Um, and then 42.4, he talks about how the nation shall wait on his teachings, which... Yeah, um, in, his, in his teaching, the islands will put their hope. Mm-hmm. And it talks about how he's going to establish justice on earth. Yeah. And they'll, they'll put their hope in him. And the islands are like the, the nation, the basically the world. The islands is land. Right. Yeah. Um, this is what God, the Lord says, the creator of the heavens who stretches them out, who spreads out the earth with all that springs from it, who gives breath to its people and life to those who walk on it. I don't know why we had to go through all of that to get to what he actually. Oh, that's when God makes mother earth go spread Eagle. Oh, is it? Okay. All right. (laughs) I wasn't really sure where you got that. Got it now. Here's what he says. I, the Lord have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and I will, and will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. See, he makes Mother Earth go spread eagle and he releases the prisoners. This is actually more Jesus. Yeah. Right well, here. That's weird because it, it doesn't identify this. But yeah, I believe that this yes, is. It says 42.6 and 42.7. Oh, okay. So, oh, I'm so sorry. I thought we had passed 6 and 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes. This was 5 through 7. What I just okay. read. 5 was all that, you know, stroke in G- God's ego. Um, and then. Six and seven were the what he, what God said. Oh, okay. So yeah. So forty two six. It's the light or salvation of the Gentiles, mm-hmm. and then uh, also in six it talks about how uh, his is a worldwide compassion. So it's a compassion for I guess everybody. Mm-hmm. And then uh, blind eyes opened, which it, this plays into the whole idea of his ministry of miracles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, th- th- these are just the, the amalgam of different um, 
prophecies that could be about Jesus. Yeah, when you when you have the New Testament and then you go back into the Old Testament and you can see where prophecy, you know, you basically hindsight is twenty twenty, right? And then they just they put these pieces together. Oh, that's what this is what they were talking about. Well, yeah, and Isaiah is is cited in um, just about all the gospels, uh, all the gospels, I think, as well, being the the prime prophet for Jesus. Yeah, well, I mean, it's probably then this whole section is about redemption and, and the coming Messiah. So it's probably most of that was written. I mean, most of it was written based on the stuff he was supposed to do is the stuff that they said he did. Right. So. Right. And in so the, that's in why. The, in the New Testament. Right. And so that's why it, it, it would actually be odd if in the Gospels they didn't have him healing blind people. Yeah. And I guess spitting in their eye and rubbing dirt in it. You know. Different strokes for different folks. <laughs> I, I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not yield my glory to another or praise to idols. See, the former things have taken place and new things I declare. Before they spring into being, I announce them to you. So this section is just Isaiah 42, 8, 9. And it's just saying um, God's going to tell you what he's going to do. He previews his plans. He's going to tell you what he's going to do before he does it. So then you're going to know. So obviously. Yep. And also, idols don't do that. Oh, no, definitely not. Yeah. They, they don't have a big enough glory. <laughs> and then this next section, 10 through 13, is basically Isaiah praising God. So this is these are not God's words. This is Isaiah. OK, <laughs> sing to the Lord a new song, his praise from the ends of the earth. You who go down to the sea and all that is in it, you islands and all who live in them. Let the wilderness and its towns raise their voices. Let the settlements where uh, Kedar lives rejoice. Let the people of Selah sing for joy. Let them shout from the mountaintops. Let them give glory to the Lord and proclaim his praise in the islands. The Lord will march out like a champion, like a warrior. He will stir up his zeal with a shout. He will raise the battle cry and will triumph over his enemies. Woo. Yeah. He's, he's going to do a battle cry, dance around naked. Oh, this is the dance. This is where you got that. The naked. There's nothing in here about naked dancing. Hey, you know what? He's been drunk and naked in the alley before. It, so, I mean, he can do it again. <laughs> That's not untrue. Okay. Um, <laughs> For a long time, I have kept silent. Oh, this is God again, y'all. For a long time, I have kept silent. I have been quiet and held myself back. But now, like a woman in childbirth, I cry, I gasp and pant. I will lay waste the mountains and hills and dry up all the, their vegetation. I will turn rivers into islands and dry up the pools. I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. But those who trust in idols, who say to images, you are gods, will be turned back in utter shame. Utter, utter shame. Better hang hang your head low, bitch. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going. Okay. Okay. Hear you deaf, look you blind and see. Who is blind but my servant and deaf like the messenger I send? Who is blind like the one in covenant with me? Blind like the servant for the Lord. You have seen many things, but you pay no attention. Your ears are open, but you do not listen. It pleased the Lord for the sake of his righteousness to make his law great and glorious. But this is a people plundered and looted. 
all of them trapped in pits or hidden away in prisons. They have become plunder with no one to rescue them. They have been made loot with no one to say, send them back. You know, we've been watching a lot of Hell's Kitchen and I feel like (laughs) God was channeling Gordon Ramsay there for a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, when he's like, you know, I'm telling you shit, but you don't listen. I'm showing you shit and you're not saying, God damn it, get me the Wellington. (laughs) I need another risotto. (laughs) Risotto. (laughs) That was super random. Sorry, guys. Okay. So Israel is blind and deaf. He shows them shit, but they don't see it. He tells them shit, but they don't hear it. They don't pay attention. His law was great and glorious, but they don't fucking, they they don't deal with it, right? So, uh, we're going to continue and talk about how they don't understand their punishment. Which of you will listen to this or pay close attention in time to come? Who handed Jacob over to become loot and Israel to the plunderers? Was it not the Lord against whom we have sinned? For they would not follow his ways and they did not obey his law. So he poured out on them his burning anger, the violence of war. It enveloped them in flames, yet they did not understand. It consumed them, but they did not take it to heart. Wait, he's saying that God gave Jacob over? Yeah. We already knew that. Based on Corinthians and Kings, we know that... um, Corinthians? Chronicles? That's what I meant. Chronicles. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Based on Chronicles and Kings, we know that God gave them over. Oh, well, no, I guess I I took that particular passage to actually be like a callback to, uh, you know, um, or no, it was Joseph, wasn't it? Joseph in the multicolored coat. Oh, yeah. Uh, that I his brothers was, handed him over to Egypt. Yeah. For some reason, when he said Jacob, I was like, oh, wait, that fuck who his brothers handed over? Oh, no. Yeah, that was Joseph. I, that was Joseph. That's totally my bad. I'm getting all my fucking <laughs> biblical figures mixed I mean, up. Kind of, I mean, theme. There's, there are themes. Yeah, there, there are. Mm-hmm. Yep. But even though... They don't understand their punishment. And remember, they're not supposed to fear. God will take care of them, but he's punishing them. They don't know why. They should know why, but they don't know why. Right? But they will be redeemed. Are you ready? But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob. He who formed you, Israel. All right, you ready? It's God's word right here. God's word, y'all. Listen up. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. I'm sorry. I have to stop for just a second because back to Isaiah 42, 25. So he poured on them his burning anger, the violence of war. It enveloped them and enveloped them in flames, yet they did not understand. It consumed them. But okay, all right. But they didn't burn, I guess. But they did. But they didn't. They did. But they didn't. You know that's really weird because later on we're gonna have a story. I believe it's who was it? Was it Daniel? So, yeah, we actually just did all the research. Um, we, we typed away on the Googles, and it's <laughs> Daniel 3.27, where he's cast into the fire with two other fucks. 
Well, yeah, it says uh, all the important people. Well, it, it, it starts before that, but it says all the important people, the government leaders and kings and counselors gathered around to examine them and discovered the fire hadn't so much as touched the three men. Not a hair singe, not a scorch mark on their clothes, not even a smell of fire on them. Yeah. So I think the commonality here might be just like adherence to God, maybe, or something. Like, I know that the Israelites are not being obedient to God or anything right now, but God did just say, oh, don't worry, I've redeemed you and you're not burned. And yeah, so, I think I think the this is a matter of timing. It's fine. He's he says, don't be afraid of him. But he's going to fuck you up and he's going to tell you why. But you're not going to understand. He's just going to throw your ass in the fire. Also, he's going to kill almost all of you and only bring back a remnant. But then once he does, you'll be okay. And and when he th- when you are in fire, you won't burn. It's just a matter of timing, I think. In the right, <laughs> whether or not he's going to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead. Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you. I will give people in exchange for you. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just, you know, talking about people exchanges seems a little... (laughs) (laughs) Human trafficking? (laughs) Nations in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Created for his own glory. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I really don't like this character. <laughs> <laughs> Which one, God or God. Isaiah? God, God, the God character. Yeah, because yeah. this is God talking. Yeah, God's kind of a dick here, isn't he? Yeah. Well, uh, that's it for this week. What's uh, what's due for the next time? Well, so next time we're going to talk about how the um, Israelites being restored proves God's power, mm-hmm. right? Um, and aside from Him, there's no savior. Oh, uh, awesome. Yeah, we're going to have some more Jesus stuff. Okay. Well, Messiah stuff. We're going to talk about how Babylon is going to fall. Um, Isaiah is going to talk about how the past is the past, right? And that God forgives them. Um, but they definitely need forgiveness. Once they're forgiven, well, in in order to be forgiven, um they're going to get some, uh, they're going to get some of that God spirit. And, um, basically God's going to fulfill him himself. And, um, idolatry is futile. God is great. <laughs> there's a lot Suck of, that God, yeah, Dick. there's a lot of this here. Um, we're also going to talk about how Jerusalem will be rebuilt so we're going to get some of that and uh, just some general restoration stuff. We're actually going to talk a little bit about uh, Cyrus also. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a fun time next time. Yep. Uh, if you guys want to hear some more Jesus-y shit, then uh, tune in next week. If you want to hear more about how God's going to fuck every, everybody up, tune in then too. <laughs> Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.